The Trust Away podcast brings together experts across the surrogacy and egg donation industry to have thoughtful discussions about how to participate in assisted reproductive technology in an ethical and moral way. Hosted by myself, Abby Helmuth. And Zach French, me, from Seed Trust, the leading third-party escrow provider dedicated to bringing more transparency and safety to family building. Each episode features insights from doctors, lawyers, surrogates, intended parents, and other professionals. By highlighting best practices and showcasing partners pioneering a better future, The Trusted Way aims to educate and empower those navigating fertility journeys. The information and opinions expressed on the Trusted Way podcast are for general informational and educational purposes only. They are not intended to serve as medical, financial, or legal advice. Guests on the show share their own expertise and personal experiences, but their views do not represent the views of the podcast or Seed Trust. Abby Helmuth and Zach French are employees of Seed Trust, but their opinions do not represent that of Seed Trust. Before making any medical, financial, or legal decisions, please consult your own physician, financial advisor, or attorney. Links or recommendations to third-party products or services are not endorsements or promotions, and following them is done at the listener's own discretion. We are not responsible for any loss, damage, or issues arising from interacting with outside parties and encourage performing thorough due diligence. Well, welcome everybody to the first episode of The Trusted Way, a Seed Trust podcast with myself, Zach French, and my co-host, Abby Helmuth. Hi, everybody. So happy to have you guys here today. We have a very, very special guest, our fearless leader, Adam Winder, the CEO of Seed Trusts. Go ahead and say hello, Adam. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. You know, this week or this month at uh, Seed Trust, we're very focused on security. We've dubbed it our Security Awareness Month, and we thought, what better way to learn about security other than to speak with the founder of Seed Trust? So, Adam, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Zach, so my background is in banking, so um, kind of commercial corporate uh, lending, uh, banking, and then running strategy for a large bank, uh, Truist now, formerly SunTrust Bank. So I had a lot of experience working with a lot of small businesses and medium-sized businesses and large businesses and then helping run um, a large bank. Uh, in fact, I was at the bank when our founder, our co-founders, uh, Edward Brockschmidt, we call him Brock, um, and Roland Saloom um, approached me uh, about getting more, more involved on a day-to-day basis with C-Trust. So for me, I was working a large executive bank job, which sounded great on paper and really loved um, and was learning. We got to learn so much under a lot of great executives, but I wanted to be involved in something a little bit closer to purpose. Um, and after having my daughter um, and really seeing that everybody really see it, feeling how, how amazing that made me feel and us feel, I really became impassioned more than just an investor um, and to the purpose of everybody having the ability to build a family. So that's what that's what um, motivated me to step out of banking um, into the world of sur- surrogacy and egg donation and specifically escrow. I actually met um, Edward Brockswood, um, Brock, we call him Brock, in banking, so he was in banking. He later transitioned out of banking and then went into then started his own CPA firm after getting his CPA. 
he actually uh, came across the service industry when working with a client of his on the accounting tax side. Um, and they encouraged him to ask him to say, hey, look at our business and look at where the risk is and opportunities to do things better as as their CPA. And one of the things he noticed was there was a lot of risk and inefficiencies in the way money, i.e. escrow, was being held and managed. So he thought he had a real easy solution for them. He said, hey, you need to change escrow providers. And they laughed and said, yeah, great, go find one. Um, <laughs> so... And at the time, what he noticed was the escrow providers were using no technology. Um, they were doing things kind of like an old school title company to where the agency would request, they would shoot that into an email or a phone call, uh, then and then wait for the check to clear. And then, so there's a lot of the intended parents saying, hey, where's the money? Where's the payment? The surrogate saying... Where's the payment? Where's my base comp? And the agency saying, well, we submitted it to escrow. And a lot of times the best answer the agency could get um, or the surrogate could get or give the agency um, was the checks in the mail. So we came into the space when it was when escrow was being managed um, in a very old school manner. And we said, look, there's got to be a better way to use technology, more electronic payments and really enhance it. So... And doing that, um, before I was came on full time, Brock realized that beyond a CPA to put the proper checks and balances and financial controls in place, to really take escrow to the next level in this industry, we needed an attorney uh, on board as well. Because uh, what we do all day is more than just payments and accounting, it's managing and reviewing the legal contracts and requests against those contracts. So... Initially, it was Brock and Roland full-time working on the business before I joined. Roland, uh, as an attorney, very quickly became one of the leading experts in, in the country on our escrow, um, the financial matters of the contracts, and, and the areas that um, come up. And actually, we give him credit as he innovated the scheduled payment calendar, uh, what we call it now, which we'll talk more about later um, in terms of efficiencies. But Anyway, the three of us came together. We often get made fun of, or at least we used to get made fun of a lot um, because it was like a bad joke. You know, the banker, the attorney, and the CPA uh, come together. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how it started. But we, we all kind of quit our successful careers and just became very passionate about improving this segment of the business because we saw a lot of opportunity. We also saw a lot of, not just the inefficiencies, we saw the risk, uh, the financial risk, everybody was taking that was unnecessary. Uh, we, we really became impassioned about make it, making it more secure, more transparent, and really improving it overall for the overall industry. Adam, thanks so much for sharing that. I wanted to kind of go back to your previous occupation in the banking industry. And would you be able to share how, with your background as a bank executive, what your goals were to enhance the security measures for C-Trust and also establishing your stronger relationships with the banks and how that all came to play. Can you kind of tell you know us about that whole process and really what your goals were there? Yeah, happy to, Abby. Good question. Um, yeah, so look, as a banker, I had 10 plus years of working with teams of folks on advising businesses on making sure they had the proper checks and balances and the right security 
um, in place to ensure they didn't get defrauded or have a breach um, or an attack on their account. So having, having had that experience and also having the experience of understanding how banks work and how their platforms work and, and what does happen in the event of a bank failure, uh, having been around a number of them and the process and procedures, yeah, that experience really helped me understand the best way to set up our banking relationships to ensure an event in the banking system didn't broadly impact our client, not even for a day. Um, so... So we feel that with the you know with the combination of our banking setup with with the multi multiple banks, um, a very integrated technology platforms um, with the most robust solutions with the banks to ensure uh, to reduce the lack of error and to ensure and, and reduce risk to just ensure everything is processed as sent is, is critical and also setting up and securing in a way that an issue with a bank would never cause an issue for our clients. So that's it's, that's really important to us. And then we'll talk more about it, but the big piece is a piece. What's equally important is the checks and balances and systems and processes we put in place on our side to ensure uh, we're not sending the bank bad information. That's really interesting. I guess I think most, most of the people that will be listening to this might be familiar, but maybe you want to provide a little bit of context for... What are these funds that we are keeping safe here at Seed Trust? Why is it so important? Yeah, I mean, to the kind of to the very basic foundation of why we exist. You know, Seed Trust is here, and we exist to securely hold and manage the intended parents' money going through a service or activation journey. Um, intended parents um, often. When going through the setup or process for a surrogacy journey, they've already been through it, right? Um, financially, often multiple multiple IVF cycles, and they and then they had to go pick an agency and pick a doctor, and and there's just so many decisions to make and big ones, and it's an emotional, stressful, and complex process. Not to mention extremely expensive. What what we saw was the opportunity to set up a secure entity. To hold the money in escrow for their journey and independently to where to ensure that everybody was protected not just the attendant parents uh obviously we, we obviously make sure that their money is held securely um and that their information is secure and that we but we also administer that money in accordance to the contract uh which also benefits the surrogates and the agencies and everybody involved but at our very core the money we're holding and managing in the, in the banking relationship Relationships that have mission is explicitly for money that we're holding and managing on behalf of until the parents, servants, and donors going through the journey, their, their journey to build their family. And we, we take a lot of pride in making our little piece of this. Um, we often joke that escrow is an afterthought, um, and it shouldn't be because people often are focused on their agency and their doctor and their attorney. We like to say it is an afterthought often. And it is important because if set up incorrectly, there's a lot of risk. But with us, we, we try to make it easy and seamless and transparent so people don't have to focus on that part and they can focus on what really is real, what really is important, which is building their family. Yeah, I guess it is a, an immense journey. Uh, my introduction into this was actually as an intended parent. Um, and I didn't know that escrow existed outside of homes. Right. Um, so 
outside of the black box that is surrogacy and learning all the intricacies of an agency and of, of lawyers and of clinics and IVF cycles and finding a surrogate, you've got this idea that you've got to keep your money safe when there is so many possible ways that you need to distribute that money uh, to these surrogates. So outside of the fact that this is a seed trust podcast, just thinking about these families and letting them rest assured that their entire journey goes smoothly kind of rests on our, on our shoulders. And so I just see like the importance of an organization like this. Um, and I'm excited to be a part of it. We're excited to have you as part of it, Zach. Yeah. And I would say just right now, having escrow is one of the most critical decisions to be made for surrogacy and even egg donation journeys. And I think a lot of intended parents, surrogates, and even egg donors are having these open discussions on social media chats and they're having a voice in what provider they want to use. And so I feel like that's so important right now, especially now at the conferences and uh, different information being portrayed out there for escrow providers. But I think we've come a long way with our dashboard and our portal. Adam, I think it'd be great, you know, if you can touch base on where Seed Trust was prior to 2018 when that portal came out, how things were being done, and then how it's just created such a transparent platform for all parties to view everything. Could you kind of touch base on what things looked like before? Yeah, absolutely. I I like a big thing of our philosophy was to come in and innovate and disrupt and make make this part of this beautiful industry better. Um, when we initially came in, things were being done, like I said, in a very old school manner. Checks in the mail, you get your statement once a month, um, call, email, fax, you know, print, sign. Um, they, they, this is really how it was done. And also, all the escrow providers ne- didn't actually get or confirm receipts. They just took an order from the agency and sent out whatever the agency sent them monthly. Payments were done monthly at that time. So between the end of the month and the, the next end of the next month, no payments went out. Uh, so everybody had to wait. Uh, terribly inefficient, terribly risky, because um, obviously everything was you know ripe for fraud and mistakes because there was no technology enabling it. And we, when we looked at this, we said, look, this isn't fair. Most of the intended parents didn't understand that the escrow provider wasn't actually checking the request. They actually kind of thought they were, but they weren't. So when we looked at it, we, we really said to do this right, we want to be an escrow company that does check and verify every request that comes in that takes on that responsibility and that liability. And we also wanted to be able to, to provide and continue to innovate new services. So the only way it was feasible for us to do that and within the same cost profile uh, was to innovate with technology. So we created the C-Trust escrow software, which we cut, we've, we've been custom building um, for many years now, uh, which was a custom built ground up software for, our process internally and for our clients uh, to have access. And, and that did it really did a few things. One, it created efficiencies operationally for us. 
which allowed us to make less mistakes um, and, do, and, and, and do more. And then that, having that efficiency operationally gave us the ability to expand our services, to check the receipts, to do more um, for, uh, within the same cost profile. And equally important, equally importantly, it, it gave all of our clients full transparency because the way we built the system was every, every user, intended parents, surrogates, donors get access and they can see what's relevant to them 24-7 in multiple different languages. In addition, they get push notifications when anything relevant is happening on their account, which creates a check and balance because they're getting notified when they change and they're going to put eyes on it. Uh, it also creates peace of mind and transparency, which helps. And that same that same system and locking our processes into that system kind of end to end also creates a world of security from a checks and balances standpoint. So yeah, so we saw that and that really gave us the ability to move to innovating different payment, different funding and payment solutions, an enhanced offering. You know, we call the difference in what used to be, which still does exist in some cases versus what our primary offering is, is fund holding versus fund management, which I'm happy to explain that um, as well. But yeah, that, that's the core of the technology. We're proud of it. The Anybody who's ever worked, who works in technology or has built technology in their ongoing process, and we've, we stay committed to building it uh, with, with multiple developers and the team around making it better and better every day. So, Adam, how do you think we balance all this new technology and features while still ensuring that it's user friendly uh, with everybody that's using the platform? What do you think the biggest takeaway there is, or what our team does to develop that to make sure it's always user friendly for everybody? Good question. Yeah. So, you know, as a company, we have a, we take a lot of pride in being innovators. Um, and constantly challenging our thinking and the status quo and continue to innovate even when we are ahead. And one, one fundamental piece of that is having a, a culture of feedback. Um, and that's feedback from our team, feedback from our clients, feedback um, from everybody of things we can do better. Um, and if you work with Seed Trust in any capacity, you've probably heard us say, what can we do better? What, what other things can we do to our, our technology to make it better? Um, and we take those conversations very seriously. Every now and then we'll come up with an original idea. Uh, but most of the time we listen to our clients and we listen to the feedback we're getting from our team and from our agency partners and lawyers and partners and our intended parents and surrogates. And we take that, um, and that and that's what informs the direction of the system. I have to say, uh, having come from the technology world to hear a banker, lawyer, uh, CPA founder listening to their audience first, uh, it kind of makes me blush. I mean, it's, uh, it is the right way to build technology. And it's quite apparent when you interact with, with the technology from the inside or the outside that it was built with the users in mind. And we have a kind of unique relationship when it comes to these users. Adam, do you want to explain a little bit about how we work with our clients? Yeah, happy to. In a, in a service journey, for example, there's multiple different providers that surround an attendant parent surrogate uh, to, to guide them and support them through their journeys. Uh, just to name a few, there's usually a mental health provider, insurance, escrow, 
attorney, attorneys at that, um, a monitoring clinic and IVF clinic, a doctor, right? So there's just a lot of parties that come together to support this, this beautiful journey for this, this, these families to, to, to these people to build their families. And we all get the privilege of supporting that. For us as the escrow provider, what's really important is that we sit as an independent entity that, that holds the money and administers the money in accordance to the underlying contracts that the attorneys draft. So when, when we are, we are kind of a, a, a core component of the financial piece and we work very closely with the agencies who, who would, in some cases, they also have access to our system and they oversee the process. And by the way, what the agencies do is absolutely amazing, uh, work, um, putting, putting, a, a, you know, tenant parents together with a surrogate or a donor and guiding them through this very complex process. It's, it's amazing work what they do. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, and they're, and what they do is very hard, very challenging. And, um, and we're, we're, we're we get the pleasure of supporting and working very, very close with them. Um, we often say to get through a surrogacy journey or a donor journey, it takes the whole, whole village. It's going to take all these professionals working together to support that family. And so Zach, when you say the relationships we have, uh, we, we do have the pleasure of working, having worked with most attorneys in the industry, or at least reviewed their contracts. Uh, we've had, we have the pleasure of working with hundreds of agencies, uh, and partner alongside of them to help manage these, the, 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 the escrow side of the journeys for people. And it's really important that we have that we have those relationships and we can work with them um, as they submit requests. Often they see things that we don't see, and they're working very closely with everybody through the journey. But it's also very important that we remain independent um, and check everything that they send or anybody sends uh, to make sure it's in accordance with the contract or approved accordingly. So, you know, we we take pride in being highly connected and networked in the space, and those relationships really matter because when there is a dispute or a disagreement or a misunderstanding um, on a request or on a contract, 99.9% of the times it's a phone call or bring the parties together and explain what's normal. And then most of the time that that's, that resolves it because we all, we all do this as professionals with a lot of experience every and navigate these situations all the time. So we have very close relationships and we take pride in being good partners to those, to the, to those other parties. Um, and we also take pride in being independent and checking everything to ensure everything's administered correctly. Uh, that's a great segue. And, and I, I just want to highlight the fact that while we are here to administer funds, according to terms of a contract, there's a lot of humans involved here. And a lot of different humans from different professions. And it takes a lot of balancing those relationships while maintaining these security standards in order to do it in an ethical way. Um, I know that you and Brock and, and Roland and the rest of the you know, team here has put a lot of thought into what we call the Seed Trust five-step approval process that we feel like maintains the highest level of security uh, and checks and balances in the industry. So I'd love for you to close with explaining a little bit about that five-step process and some of the other protections we have in place to make sure that funds are always secure. Absolutely. 
Well, as an escrow company, um, fund security and information security is absolutely critical to what we do. You know, and again, back to the beginning and why we started, um, you can look up the history. It's every, every year, every couple of years, unfortunately, um, either publicly or not publicly, intended parents and surrogates lose the money um, due to fraud, due to mismanagement, due to misappropriation. Sometimes a bad actor that's the owner, or sometimes it was a poor setup and there was mistakes. Uh, so we take a lot of pride in setting up our company, our structure, and our team in a way that protects everybody from that ever happening. Um, and also educating folks to ensure that it doesn't happen. So, you know, whether you're, you work with a different escrow provider or not, it's really important to ensure that the proper security and checks and balances are in place. Because even if, um, even for well-intended people without the right structure in place, it can be very problematic. So I can tell, I'll certainly share a bit about what C-Trust has done, and I hope others, uh, we are the industry leader at escrow, and I hope others continue to follow our lead around technology and security, and we're going to continue to push to make it better and better. Uh, but the way we've set up and organized um, is we, we are, A, we have the system um, in place that doesn't allow for any breach or change in process. So everything has to go through our system um, or, or that and we have mul multiple systems that check that. But um, And then within that, everybody gets notifications. We have agencies often looking at the systems. Everybody's getting notified anytime money comes in or out, both within the system that they can access at any time or by way of a push notification. So what that does is it creates instant external oversight of everything our team is doing, which is great. Um, our team also doesn't submit requests. So the request has to come in to us externally and then and then our team's going to review it. Once we get a request, it goes through our internal five-step process. And we've organized our entire organization, software, company, reporting structure around this process, which we think helps protect everybody uh, from uh, misuse, fraud, or any bad actor. So the five-step process first, any request that comes into C-Trust starts with our legal review team. That team is led by an attorney and by a group of professionals that have been managed thousands and thousands and thousands of these journeys and learned a few things along that way. <laughs> but so the request comes into that team. That team checks the request for accuracy. They check, they check it against the contract. They check the documentation to ensure it's correct. This is a highly, a highly qualified team. Um, that's going to make sure it's correct in accordance to underlying agreements. Once that team has reviewed the request, got additional information if needed, um, they're going to they're going to approve it um, after that's step one. Once they approve the request, it goes to a finance team that's led by a CPA. So this is the founder Brock, who's a CPA, uh, separate to the legal team, which happens to be run. Uh, by Wallace Lumen and now also Zach, more directly as both attorneys. Um, so the finance team, then they're going to check every request to look for duplicates to make sure the account information is correct, to make sure the payee is correct, to make sure what the legal team approved has all the financial components that are correct. Once they've also then reviewed it 
and then goes to a banking dashboard where it's reviewed again to ensure everything is correctly formatted. There's no duplicates. The banking information is correct. And nobody in this process has the ability to change anything that would be impactful. Uh, for example, a legal manager can't change a pay. Um, somebody on the accounting finance team can't approve anything. So it has to go through these checks and balances or it has to go back to the beginning of the process. But once it goes to the bank, that team, they're going to review that to make sure that's correct. And then it gets then that, that file thing gets trans, transmitted to the bank. Now that's step four. The bank approval review process is, is a direct submission from our software. And then that goes through a multi-approval process at the bank level. Uh, so not one person uh, can approve anything. So after going through the rigor of the legal finance and then banking review, it goes to the bank and then it takes multiple people to release or approve something at the bank making sure that that information is correct, secure, and they're released correctly. At that point, the money has then been been sent out. And then our audit, auditing and accounting team cross-checks with their independent system, their accounting system, audits our system but against our banking account. So um, people often you know, call those bank reconciliations. Well, our accounting team are doing those, they're working on those daily to ensure that what our system says and what was approved by legal, reviewed by the payment and banking team coincides with exactly with what comes out from our bank that it matches with our accounting system, which is a, which is dual, which is a dual system control. I'm sure that sounds very, very, very boring, <laughs> <laughs> but also um, really, really secure. <laughs> but we've but what this forces us to do is have different directors leading different departments without control or authority over each other, and then speci- specific teams that specialize in what they do, what they do to make to make sure it's accurate. We we take. And there's no ability for anybody to breach this process because it's all done securely in the system that everybody's reviewing, including the parents with um, and surrogates and everybody involved. So we, we take a lot of pride in that. And then as a backup um, to that, we, we do maintain the largest bond uh, in the industry uh, at, 40, at a $40 million bond and as well as the other um, other other insurance policies that support that the general liability of two million errors and emissions um, and cyber. Uh, when you when you think about the insurance piece of this, this is in the event that there is misappropriation, theft, an error. This is and the company can't back it. This is when this is the the safety net behind that. So um, it often gets confused in our space. Like, what's a bond? You know. How does that differ from FDIC insurance? Um, and, and when I when I think about what's most important, and obviously we 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 invest a lot in the bonding. What's most important with escrow beyond the checks and balances and the experience of the team managing and and the structure they put in place to ensure it's done well. It's also important to have the proper bonding behind it all um, to to ensure that those funds are protected. Um, uh, so. The bond it gets confused a lot. Um, bond is also is also it's also an insurance program, but basically it's protecting against theft or misappropriation. That's the core use of that, and the most important because typically, uh, whether, whether historically I should say when there is money 
or monies they get misappropriated or taken, it's usually either theft or a major error. So that the the bond or the or the theft insurance is the most critical piece. What's also really neat about having a large or a significant bond is an insurance company has to underwrite that and be willing to take that risk to say, we're going to put $40 million of bond against our belief in the process security structure and insurance companies are very good at underwriting and understanding risk. That's what they do for, for, for their profession. So I, whatever escrow company that, that, that an attended parent family works with should have a significant bond. Uh, ours is very is is very meaningful, which requires a very detailed underwriting and review process by the bonding companies. But typically, in bonding, anything over a million dollars is when insurance companies really start to underwrite the checks and balances, the systems, the processes to ensure that their risk is is measured and and fairly compensated. So, something to think about there. And look, we can. We're always looking to improve the process. That's our current process and security. And look, it's worked for almost 20,000 cases um, successfully without without issue. So we're, we're, we're proud of it and we're constantly looking for ways to improve it. Yeah, that's, that's beautifully put. I think, look, uh, in the interest of maintaining just, you know, the general idea of security here, you want to make sure that when you're going into these escrow providers that you're actually understanding the way the teams work and all the people that have to review these uh, requests for disbursement, right? Um, you want to make sure that multiple teams with multiple people are, are having eyes on this and that it's fully transparent in a system. Uh, and you want to make sure that if there were somehow to be uh, aligned bad actors, that there's insurance to cover it. Um, and so I'm really glad you were able to explain that very clearly. Um, I think we're, we're rounding out here at the top of the half hour. Uh, Abby, did you have any closing thoughts you wanted to share before we signed off? So I would say just a takeaway from today and hearing, Adam, your background and how you trust was developed and just how it's expanded in the past couple of years. I, my takeaway from that would just be three follow-up questions that I would encourage people to ask when they are looking for an escrow provider. And some of those questions would include, are they specialized in surrogacy and egg donation? And do they have a team of legal and financial experts that's reviewing those items against the contract? Another question would be is what's your bond coverage and understanding that approval process that we just discussed. And then my third question would be, what kind of transparency do the parties have throughout their journey? Can they see the balance on their account? Can they see receipts? Can they see transactions going in and out of their account? So those would probably be the top three things that I would focus on um, as an intended parent, also a surrogate of that uh, transparency for their surrogacy and egg donation journeys. Yeah, Abby, I think those are great, great questions for folks to ask. And just to, we talked a lot about internal and external reviews and approval processes. I think what's very near and dear to our heart at, at, and to what everybody should know and, and should ensure is that whether they're no matter who they're working with on the financial front, there should be separation. You know, one person or one company should not hold and manage the money. That's just too much risk and temptation. Um, and even with the best people uh, and the best structure, if there's not the agency watching the escrow and other folks, if it, it just need they need to make sure it's totally independent 
um, and separate from conflicts of interest that basically create an environment where there's too much temptation to to um, move money around or 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 you know or do things unethical. You know, often when we look at historical events of issues that. You know, it was it was just that where there was too much control, lack of transparency, and not the proper separation of powers. Um, for example, agency held escrow, which is illegal in a number of places. It just removes a layer of oversight, which is really important. Also, I'd just like to add a few things, if I if I may. I know we're out of time here, but you gave me the mic. It's your fault. Uh, <laughs> look, we if I can for a minute, just brag on. Look, C-Trust is proud to su- support the industry and do what we think and do escrow and continue to work to do escrow better. It would not be possible without all the amazing families trying to trying to build their family and go through this very complex and emotional and expensive process. And all the other amazing providers in the space and the surrogates willing to do the most selfless and amazing thing for those families. You know, and we think the process of surrogacy and egg donation is one of the most beautiful and rewarding things. And we're just so happy to be part of it. And, and, and the, and the folks in this industry and the people that work hand in that work hand in hand with at the agencies, they're just amazing people doing awesome work. And, you know, when we look at what we've been able to achieve, we talked about the founders and our story of how we got started but how we were actually able to achieve any of this is we have a team of just amazing professionals that on our side that are passionate to come in every day, get better and have an impact that really make it possible. I couldn't do most of the jobs at Seed Trust. Um, and we're just very, very happy that we were able and we're working really hard to have an impact, solve a problem, but then also just have an amazing team of people from the legal professionals, the accounting team, and the software developers that write this software, that continue to build this software every day. And and um, we're just really proud of the team and the work they do uh, with the fact that we're all having an impact on the industry. Well said, Adam. Um, you know, this is uh, it takes a village, right? It's a beautiful thing. Love to see the you know transparency, security that Seed Trust has has brought. But you know, keeping in mind that uh, it takes the the whole village, the whole ecosystem to to make this happen. Uh, this has been the first episode of the Trusted Way, a Seed Trust podcast, and we have had a good time, or as good a time as possible, learning about security and transparency and about the different ways that you can make sure that your funds are safe when you're embarking on your surrogacy and egg donation journey. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to The Trusted Way, a Seed Trust podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date and never miss an episode. If you'd like to reach out, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seed Trust Escrow. For links to everything discussed in today's podcast, be sure to check out the show notes. That's it for now, but we'll be back next month with more engaging conversations.